Hello, I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Dave. Who do you like better, Cheap Heat or Mac Mania? Ah, I think they both suck. <laughs> Listen to this podcast, damn it. Welcome to the Mass Man Show with Kaz. <laughs> the Ringer Wrestling Show feed is in full effect. The family is group hugging left and right. We got Mac Mania on Tuesdays, Cheap Heat on Wednesdays. I was there yesterday. And of course, the Mass Man Show with Kaz. We're not we're not starting a show putting those guys over, all right? This no. is the only show that goes. Just let them know they are the undercard to the main event, which is the Mass Man Show, damn it. Tell Pete and Greg and Dip and all those guys I said it. <laughs> we're br- we're bringing it home. We're closing the show for every week. We're the main event, all That's right? That's right. G- Heel Kaz is back Heel in Kaz full effect. Heel Kaz full effect, damn it. Let them know. Tribal chief, don't matter. I'm either starting <laughs> the show or ending the show, all right? Ring of Wrestling Pod, it's on site. It's on site. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's actually start the show. All right, here we go. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening, you're to, listening to, to You're listening to And you're listening to, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm feeling good, Dave. I'm feeling good. Shout out to the whole fam. Shout out to Pete, Greg. Dip, Mac, everybody on the on the on the feed. Jack and uh, Slobo are, are I mean they're we have we have a crew now and it's it's uh it's fun. It's we got fun. A, we got a great mid card, guys. That's a great mid card. You know, they are they're very much the Don't even innings. don't even don't even because they're gonna they're gonna be taking our job soon, all right? This is gonna be it's gonna be the it's gonna be the mass man show with Flobo and, a, and producer Brian Waters in about fifteen minutes. So you know it's this is it's it's done. I'm just playing. Those are my guys. I love them. I love them. Uh, uh, so we all fun. love them. It's uh. So I was actually gonna start my my that was my cold open question of the week. 
because I know we got to talk about it. Everybody's everybody's here. It's a family, whatever. My yeah. backup cold open question of the week, if we weren't going to do that, was how much do you care about the Izzy's dad versus Lynn Storato feud? There is... N- Oh, wait, time out. That was Izzy's dad? That was, that was, uh, that one said oh, no. was going to pull up on? I was hoping that, I'm glad I knew this is a cold open question. So I, so I knew, I knew Lince Dorado like wanted smoke with somebody. I didn't know it was Izzy's dad that he was looking So apparently <laughs> this is like the third thing that happened, right? This is like Izzy's, Izzy's parents are like kind of. Uh, They're no. awful people is what I'm hearing, <laughs> right? I'm, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I hear about the MSK thing. The right? best possible reading is they're like supermarks who want to be in on the show and but don't really understand the significance of it. Like they're right. like they're the guy that's that's like screaming, you know, like <laughs> what was it? I remember when I used to go to like ROH shows, they would sometimes get real nasty with like oh like oh you know like you know what happened? It was like Maria. This is the worst thing ever, but like Maria Canales would come out. And like they would, or Mike Bennett, and they would like chant the worst possible chants of all time, right? right? Like right. the kind of thing where you're like, I gotta go. Like I'm not gonna be part of this. I'm sorry, yeah. but you can, you can bleep that out, Kerma. Just bleep it. <laughs> but but it's like you're that kind of fan because you chant like the most vile stuff. But mm. then if a, if wrestler turns and looks at you, you're just like, hey, I'm just a fan. Just wanted to get some. It's like the, it's like the Twitter trolls, right? Yeah, they're so like they're YouTube commenters, Reddit pr- pr- reporters, all that type of stuff. It's those folks that will say anything to get your attention, but once. You got the attention you wanted, you know. It's it's the no smoking section, right? And, like it's you know, yeah, one and, of that. and that and the thing that I just had Kern bleep. I mean, that's like the best possible reading of this is what I'm saying. It's like yeah, they just don't really understand what's happening. And so there was a whole thing that kind of bubbled up that most wrestling fans probably didn't even notice. That like MSK down in NXT was getting booed even though they were being put over as baby faces because apparently. They had, like, Izzy's parents were kind of mad that, like, one of them said that Izzy shouldn't have been taking bumps when she was 12. They said that on Twitter, and they had been holding a grudge for all these years. And so they were leading this chorus of booze because the NXT crowd is, like, the same crew every time. That became a thing. And then as soon as that came out in the daylight, the the booze went away, right? But then, Mm -hmm. like, 15 minutes later, let's say Dorado, who's, like, the other, another person in the same boat who was, like, kind of tisk-tisk, Izzy bumping at 12, Mm -hmm. uh... He so apparently they hated dad hated the, him too, and, and I guess they had something slick to say when he got released, right? And so yeah, and so yeah, so when he got released, he was like future endeavors, lol, or like whatever, just like like you got you're you're out of a job, how you like it now? And Dorado's just like, hey, that's cool. Well, here's where I'm gonna be at four <laughs> o'clock. Let's just like I bought you a ticket. Let's go, right, you know. Right, right. And of course, is and is he said not only like he apologized and then shut down his Twitter account, which is like. I mean, I guess it's again, it's Twitter troll behavior, you know. But it's like, how do you how do you do that and then not recognize like what the fault what the fallout could possibly be? I mean, I guess listen, the worst thing that could happen to him would be if he just got like banned from you know NXT mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's the biggest that's the biggest uh, you know indictment you could do to somebody like that, right? You just take away everything that makes them feel like they're a part of something. And I'm sure, you know, the behavior would have changed immediately. But what, what makes the Lince Dorado story even funnier is, correct me if I'm wrong, he was, like, competing at, like, a jujitsu tournament or something like that. <laughs> so, like, he was literally getting ready. Like, he's in whip-ass mode. Like, he's ready to, you feel me, like, beat somebody's ass and doesn't have to worry about the repercussions of uh, what would happen being a WWE employee 
whooping on a very uh, popular fan, I guess, is, is I guess what you could call it. Anyway, in any case, uh, shouts to Lince Dorado. Um, I mean, sometimes mm, you, you, I, there's nothing more that I love than trolls getting what they deserve. I think there was another story this week as well. I think D- Dana Brooks' fiance or, or oh, husband no. or something That's, like this that. This is a different ball, ballpark, but yes, Ooh. let's go. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Jan Silent Bob strike back at the very yeah, end? Yeah, of course. <laughs> just, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How thought, many people want to kick I, some ass? Yes. I thought you were going to say, "Have you ever seen Dana Brooks' fiance?" In which case, and I was going to say, "Oh yes, I have." There well, is, that too. That if too. you go, if you go to a WWE hotel and all of the talent walks through from. Well, I mean, back in the day, like Braun Strowman, all like everybody right. walks through. Right. The dude who's gonna get the most double takes and what is happening right there? That guy's in, that guy is a is a is a greater species. Is, da- is Dana <laughs> Dana Brooks' fiance? And uh, the the sweet thing about that, you're gonna insult that guy. And that's the thing. Listen, listen, listen. Totally, be a fan. Right. Say what you gotta say. You know what I mean? Like, if you like some things, great. If you don't like some things, great. Do it. Like, there's there's always parameters to fans, right? Like, I always say there's always this rule. And everybody's like, well, the fans always right. I'm like, no, they're not. Have you talked to fans? Have you spoken to how these people think, especially wrestling fans most of the time? Like, actually, they're almost never right. You know what I mean? So say what you want to say about Dana Brooke or however you feel about her as a competitor or, or with other women's wrestlers. Totally understand. It's when people get personal. It's when people start talking about people's livelihoods and saying, like, they shouldn't have jobs. And, like, when people are getting let go, why isn't this person being let go? Like, people think it's, like, Madden or, like, NBA 2K where people or fantasy football where you can just drop and, you know, add people to your, you know, whatever and forget these are actual real people behind these, you know, what's going on in life. So... When, when you're sitting there talking shit about somebody, sure, that person may not respond to you. But remember, there are lots of people who care about these people. They have husbands. They have brothers. They have <laughs> friends that are that are ready to take gladly take an ass open for the, for the breadwinner of the family. <laughs> you feel me? Well, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I bet you're the same. I'm sure I don't know a fraction of the bad things that have been said about me online, but I swear to you, the things that I do know are because one, a loved one passed it on to me because someone else because <laughs> someone else has an eye out, you know. And yeah. so that's totally true. Listen, I don't want to oversimplify, but this is, I mean, this is happening in my house now, so I have a per- I, I have a, a, a direct perspective on it. I mean, people that learn to talk in fucking like like streaming video games and in chat rooms and shit like that. Like you got to know that's not how you interact with human beings in real life. And there's a distinction even between being a Twitter troll and yelling something out loud at somebody in person. But even on Twitter, it's like, you can't, you like, you, you got to know that there's a line. Not everybody's yeah. in there for like shock comedy, you know? And, yeah. you're not a, and by the way, in real life, you're not impressing anybody with that shit. No, you know? no. So, so fig- I mean, so I mean, it's. I'm not going to say anybody deserves it or whatever, or like to get like punched in the face, but like, you know, some people deserve it. A lot of people deserve it. Well, listen, I think not- I think life would be a lot simpler, and people would really be a lot more careful about what they say if they knew the threat of being punched in the face was very imminent. <laughs> I'm not going to say that anybody deserves it, but but your point is exactly right, which is that 
people don't know people don't know the feeling of that threat. Like people right. don't people, and it's not just getting punched. People don't recognize the ramifications of things that they can say. Just just any sort of consequences, right? Like just any sort of like you know this thing could lead to X Y Z. Some people just get there. You know, Twitter, especially Twitter, especially social media, they reward negative reinforcement, right? Like negative things get shared 20 times more than anything positive. So like it's easy to go on and talk shit and and do all that when you know that there isn't going to be real ramifications that can, you know, that'll be on a day-to-day basis. But now you got people like Lindsay Dorado and Dana Brooks Beyonce who are ready to, you know, show up to your house and beat somebody's ass <laughs> if, if need be. So listen, be a fan Say what you got to say. Enjoy all that. But uh, just know uh, it's a possibility. But this, listen, this is where this whole smart mark thing breaks down, too. Because it's like, listen, I mean, first of all, if you're out there messing verbally or on, you know, written whatever with these dudes and women who are like legitimately the best in the world at what they do and also really tough and you don't see the distinction. I mean, and Mm -hmm. and you can't tell what you're doing you're much closer to Mark than you are smart, all right? Mm-hmm. And this is what wrestlers would talk shit about over the ages, right? These people that think they know and they don't, right? But there's also this thing where it's like, you don't know the difference between being like being in the show and just being a piece of shit, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, to, and to bring this to back to our next subject is I want to talk briefly about Kevin Owens snapping on Raw, but there's that classic video of Kevin in, it's an indie match. I don't remember if it was Ring of Honor, but I don't think so. It was a really small venue, but where he like was wrestling and there was like some drunk dude in the front row and he was just like, and they and he was like said told the guy like get in the ring I will punch you in the face right now come get in the ring and it's super unclear watching the video like how serious KO is in that moment right oh, because he's yeah. well it, he in his soul he is very serious about being offended but but is he one of the guy and then one of the dude's drunk buddies runs and gets in the ring because he's so addled he thinks it's part of the show and he gets the shit kicked out of him for getting in the ring because he like snuck in but like if you don't. Like, think about every drunk idiot you've ever seen in a sporting event who, like, goes, one extra beer goes from, like, or at a wrestling match and being like, boo, I hate you, you're the worst, like, whatever, to, like, I Googled this thing about your wife and here's some, like, information, I'm going to scream it. When that line gets crossed, like, you are that drunk guy, like, right? And, like, you might not get punched in the face, but you're in face-punching territory. So, like, face-punching territory is a place that exists whether or not there's a punch thrown. Whatever you whatever you get yourself into where a talent is like, you know what? If they have to assess the, their consequences and saying, you know what? Punching you in the face is worth this $5,000 fine I'm probably going to have to pay for the company for punching you in the face. Why would you want to cross that line? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to put yourself in that situation? And, oh, yeah, nobody's going to be on your side because you've already crossed that line that nobody else well, is willing to cross. Talking like, about the fine, the every, sing- every single person that ever talks legit shit like that, you've cr- when you cross the line, more often than not that you know and every single person, you know that old, like, the hold me back meme, right? Like, the old, like, the basketball thing where, like, guys are just like... like hold you go- me back! Yeah. <laughs> every person who talks shit like this is pulling the hold me back thing, but the person, they're being held back not by their teammates, but by their responsibility to their employer and by their potential future employment. And if you're pushing somebody's buttons knowing that that's what's holding them back, then you're, then like, you're like, that's that's the worst thing you can do. Like, you, you know what you're doing. Anyway, we've yeah. ranted enough about this. 
Let's move on. Kevin that was Owens. a good rant. That was a good feel good Kevin, rant. Kevin, what a great way to start the show. Kevin Owens snapped this week. <sighs> Attacked Biggie after the main event. We knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. We also could have, you know, there's a lot of logic here. They have a history. They have, you know, Kevin Owens was teasing it for a while. KO also is a pretty well-established, like, I'm the guy you feud with when we're trying to figure out who to feud you, who you should feud with, like, yeah. headliner. Not, uh, the, not the best track record of keeping friendships or even, like, oh, acquaintances, no. really. <laughs> You're right. There's a lot. There's a lot here. And yeah, this is a feud. Yeah. I was thinking about this when I was watching. I was like, you know, Biggie is one of my favorite wrestlers, one of my favorite people, you know, whatever. But, like, the the move with him needs to be, like, everybody that he feuds with, I mean, I really liked what he could, what he did with Lashley. That was fun. But they, but everybody that he feuds with needs to be like capable of a five star match. That's yeah. got to, that's got to be the thing. Because yeah. big, because Biggie can, Biggie can go along, can keep up, but he's not AJ Styles out there or whatever, you right, know. So right. like, so and he'll be, so, he'll be the first to tell you too. Like he's not. Uh, he he said this on the show. He's like, you know, I'm not a mat technician, but mm-hmm. what he brings to the company and what he brings to his style compliment those people who are yeah so, for sure like it's it so you always need you, you need to balance stuff. that out so ko is a perfect compliment for him yeah uh, especially and i and i think that you know they have the history like i said and, and everything else that this will this will this will be a lot of fun mm-hmm. um by the way everybody listening to this should have listened to cheap eat but we were trying to figure out what a two what the two nights did you hear did you listen yesterday we we're trying to figure out what the main events at wrestlemania this were going to be and what the possible dream matches were or whatever okay 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 and my fan here's my fantasy booking suggestion they trot out goldberg well this is slightly tweaked from what i said on the show but whoever like if it's whoever the main event they trot out goldberg you know like they always do to, to take on the the champ right mm-hmm. whereas biggie or whoever else Mm-hmm. And everybody turns on it, right? <laughs> and then you have Kevin Owens, who has continued his descent into insanity over the next several months, right? He's right. just like crazier and crazier. And he comes out and he's just like, if the only thing that's going to get you in the main event is being a WWE legend, then here goes nothing. And he puts on the full doink outfit. And he just... <laughs> 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 and he just main events and he like destroys Goldberg get Goldberg the hell out of there and it's just doink Kevin Owens as like in the main event at Wrestlemania are you in? I'm not in but I'm intrigued <laughs> <laughs> I'm hella intrigued at doink Owens <laughs> uh, man now nah, you know what uh, again I, I try to read I try to watch the show without as many uh, reading into the uh, the dirt sheets and, and the what's going on behind the scenes as much as I can now just because I just find it way more enjoyable. And uh, but this whole Kevin Owens story is kind of you can't you can't miss it. It feels like you can't avoid it. And I think I like the fact that even if it's true or not true that, you know, his his contract is coming up at the end of the year, they're playing it up and playing it into like, OK, like what's going to happen? You know, like even if even if it's not necessarily, you know, uh, solidified that he's staying or going or whatever. And I think he's probably best served to go. I, I don't think, I don't think everybody is, you know, go to AEW and be a star and, and make this whole thing happen. But I think there's certain folks that kind of make sense over there. And I think he's one of those guys with him. Um, I like that when these people are in the headlines that you see them more and you don't do what the opposite is and just like tuck them into the back of the show and have them just getting buried and just, you know, trying to, to make us forget about the guy. So when he leaves, it's like, oh, that guy wasn't a big deal anyway. Well, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, so, and you, listen, I mean, who knows? You can, you can have to read between the lines and all this stuff, but you're seeing the same thing over on SmackDown with our guy, 
King Woods, who's the yeah. like, they, they wins King of the Ring. He's got a match against Roman Reigns. He's getting all this like he's 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 basically headlining the show, and and then then suddenly this news trickles out. I think from Sean Ross Sapp that like he's not getting paid for up up down down, and like the show the the contributors of the show are kind of like just you know just protesting and not producing any talent until that gets resolved. So like, who knows? I, I know I know a few things about about that. Um, and Woods is a good friend and I'm not at liberty to disclose what he feels or, or, or how, what's going on there. But what I will say is, um, there's a lot of things that, you know, that wrestlers and especially performers in the company would definitely like to see changed. And I think anybody who's paid attention, whether it's, you know, Twitch streams or whether it's, uh, you know, um, uh, just any outside endeavors, you know what I'm saying? Like. That's been a fight that's been being fought for the past several years from several guys, not just Woods, the AJ Styles of the world, the Zelinas of the world, you know, Adam Cole before he left. Like, this is a very big thing. And I think if there's anybody who can really implement actual change into the way the company does business when it comes to third-party content, especially something like Up, Up, Down, Down, which was built off the sweat in the back of Xavier Woods— I think he's the guy to make that sort of change. And I, I and I, I don't know the exact details about people not creating content with him anymore or or trying to in solidarity work with Woods. But I do believe that he's one of those people, especially with his G4 connection and every and his his huge, like just massive online fan base. Um I think it's big, it's bigger than up, up, down, down. It's bigger than just that YouTube channel. It's 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 about, you know creating actual, you know, giving the, these performers actual equity into the things that, you know, they intellectually help produce for this billion dollar company, you know, like, um, again, I'm not at liberty to discuss exactly what he's feeling or what he's been going through through this, but um, I'm proud of that guy, man. Like, I'm, I'm happy that he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, that's that, that, you know, we know change doesn't happen overnight and change isn't, comfortable but he's willing to be uncomfortable to help make that change not just for himself but for the wrestlers to come after him and you know uh that that are his peers as well so um so like you said there's a lot of things going on on smackdown with him be getting king of the ring and essentially being thrust into the main event picture over on smackdown over with the tribal chief um and it's kind of the opposite of what we've thought about in the past several years when it comes to people maybe not knowing what their next moves are as far as, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 being a star is. So um, it's it's weird. It's weird. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to beat Roman Reigns. I don't think, uh, you know, that's going to be an easy thing. But there's, I get the feeling that the money isn't in Woods and, like, the bloodline. I almost... And I'm scared to even say this out loud because I don't want this to come true. I truly think the money in this ideation of Woods is in Kofi and that match between each other. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on with it, man. Like it's, 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 an, it's very, very intriguing what's going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can go a lot of ways with it. Uh, and I, and I'm, and, and that's, what's kind of interesting about the whole thing. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I got to tell you, we all know how 
entertaining. I mean, we've all been like behind Woods and Kofi and Biggie, all these guys for so long. But it still feels kind of good to be validated, right? Doesn't it feel good to see Woods going out there with Kofi and like just holding down an episode of SmackDown and like mm-hmm. owning it? I mean, doesn't mm-hmm. it like just to be like, yeah, he he's that good, man. And why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? You know what I mean? Like he's if you're looking at people that are just crossover stars and mainstream and have an audience outside of what pro wrestling is like, why it should be easy for people to see like, all right, yeah, he should be. He shouldn't be toiling away in the mid card for as long as he has. And ta- like he's done everything that there is to do there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. Um, it's it's very interesting to see that, that happen and the KO thing, you're right. I mean, that listen, the subtext makes it a lot of fun to watch. Now, if the subtext is kind of like incidental, or if it is, I mean, even if it's a straight A to B, well, we gotta show KO that I don't know. I think we've seen a lot of examples of this. Like we got to show these guys that we're behind them, and then as soon as the contract signed, it's like let's get it, let's All let's right. go back to Plan A. So these guys. <laughs> but I will I will take exception to what you said. I think I would love to see Kevin Owens in AEW just because like I want to see the Mount Rushmore you know storyline play out. Like these are things that I mean. Listen, we're diehard wrestling fans. The stuff that happens outside the ring or in other federations or whatever else is like this is important to us as the in-ring storylines, right? I mean, that's that's what rewards, you know, intellectual curiosity. So you want to you want to see those stories, but in terms of like, is he a better fit? I mean, there's very few. I don't. Is there any indie guy that has come through that is a better that is as kind of like just a day one better WWE guy than Kevin Owens? I mean, he's just made for it, and he's. I mean, you know, not not everybody's going to be a year long champion or whatever, but he's no. been re- but he's been rewarded for it. You he know? absolutely and, and has. I, and I and I think that I think that while you can certainly argue about what you perceive the preferences of the WWE decision makers to be, like in terms of like what is a top guy and et cetera, et cetera, but preferences aside, you would have to be you would have to be really disingenuous to argue that they don't see. The, the, you don't think WWE likes him, right? No, you don't think don't WWE think appreciates that. him. So I, I don't know. I think it would it would not it would not make me surprised or upset if he stayed. Because yeah. I think because I love watching him there, frankly. I'm not gonna be upset. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I think what it is is uh even if he did leave, I think what's 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 happening is definitely just a fundamental a fundamental shift on how they view their company, right? Like, if you look at NXT, if you look at the women's division, if you look at, you know, just the changes that's been happening slowly but surely, and if you look at this, just the releases, the people that they felt like, you know what, we can do without you guys, kind of feels like there's just a a, a shift in the way they want to do business and the way they want to groom their stars, the, the WWE way. And, you know, I don't think it's not, it's not that they don't appreciate Kevin Owens. I'm sure they do. And I'm sure they would love to keep him around. But, you know, there's, it seems like there's just a ceiling now. Like it feels like there's a ceiling for folks that had that sort of background and it'll be hard for me to say, okay, well, Kev, you could probably stay there, but like, are you ever going to really reach those heights again? Are you going to ever going to get another world championship run? Are you ever going to be, you know, the face of the company? Like you might just be a great hand. And I'm not sure if some people, would see that I'm not sure if some people would, would would be into that. Like, it depends, you know. Like a guy like Kevin Owens, who has done everything there is to do, and is and you know, uh, 
unabashed family man, you know, and and everything about him is, you know, done to, you know, for his family and with his family. I'm sure that, you know, maybe he's made a, he's made enough money. Maybe he wants to go with that. Adam Cole and, and have some fun. Yeah. And, and I don't know be, if you've ever made enough money when you start making money, but like, yeah, yeah. I think that that's, that's definitely feasible that he, you know, they're passionate is, is, people. It's comfortable. They're passionate. They're passionate about their craft. They're well, I mean, and, and say what you will about AEW's, you know, maxing out their roster and everything like that. But it's like, I mean, he will be a top guy there for as oh, long yeah. as he wants to be. So, I mean, that sort of probably balances out that question. I mean, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. But I mean, it, I I don't know. I, I I love him and love watching him, and I'm very excited to see him beating up Big E because you know, I'm excited what, to see what what's what they're gonna take. You know. I've always loved heel Kevin Owens. I always thought heel Kevin Owens was the best version of him. And he was kind of just treading water as this guy who's realized the error of his ways and wants to become a better person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always think he was treading water like that. I think the best type of Kevin Owens you get is the one who's a complete jerk, who is unhinged, who will do anything to win. And, um, you know, a guy like Big E that he has a lot of history with. I think there's a lot to, to to write off the apple, but that's not the only thing Big E is dealing with. He's got Seth Rollins, you know, waiting around the corner. He's got Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. Like he's got this thing with the Alpha Academy. Like Big E is touching a little bit of, of everything right now. It's funny. I was just thinking of Alpha Academy when you were talking about you know where Kevin Owens ranks in the hierarchy. I mean, part of the problem with cutting the roster, and maybe this is just I'm mean, being alarmist or like whatever. But we always, you know, how, how long have we and every other podcaster and every fan been saying WWE needs to use jobbers again? Like, go back to the jobbers. <laughs> AEW, AEW has made such hay of using, you know, like relatively unknown indie talent and driving yeah. roles and just kind of seeing what reactions they get and you can, whatever. But when you're, I understand why WWE couldn't, I mean, their roster is still giant, but just in, right. the, ab, but in the abstract, I understand why you pare the roster down. You know, you're, 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 probably not touring as much and the, you know there's there's a lot of a lot of different things that play but when you when you when you cut the, when the roster as the roster gets smaller and smaller the guys that you're definitely not cutting and they've cut some big names but there's you know you you can identify the guys that are never going to get cut right i mean you can identify the headliners so clearly more clearly on a, in a small roster and that leaves everybody else not as jobbers but i feel like the line is really distinct as the smaller the roster gets between yeah. The dudes who were the du- the men and women who were going to be good, and the people who were there just to lose to them. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. and so I can I would understand if somebody felt like the writing's on the wall for him. You know, but like yeah. whatever. I mean, I, I but for as far as Kevin Owens goes, I I wouldn't agree with it. So anyway, I don't know if AEW was basically souped up NXT takeovers or the super indie with the mega budget. You know what I mean? Like why wouldn't you? go back to being Kevin Steen and, you know, rock out with your boys that made you a star in the first place, you know? So makes sense to me. Makes a whole lot of sense. But we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. So anyway, what's happening now? Well, uh, AEW Full Gears this weekend, and we uh, didn't talk about it on Cheap Heat yesterday except for like two seconds, so we're going to talk about it right now. Let's talk about Full Gear. It had a a hell of a go-home show last night. Um, I mean, we got a card that is just stacked to the high heavens there's a lot of stuff that was on that uh that was on that quote-unquote leak from tony khan a lot of stuff that was not so it, i think whatever happened they did he beat that still just an amazing work right. um uh work in both ways i guess and uh so uh, let's run down the card um let's run it got, down we got brian danielson our guy versus miro i mean is there isn't i think i probably said this before but there's got to be just such a feeling of well, I don't know. I'm not going to read Tony Khan's mind, but watching it from the outside, just there is somehow as as there is a huge, an incredible feeling of a, an of elation on a card like this when you see Omega versus Page as the headliner, and it's like that is homegrown talent, you know, whatever. I mean, obviously, it started growing elsewhere, but like not this is non WWE talent. You've made these guys into stars. People care deeply about that match, and then on the same card, you got Danielson versus Miro, which is not. I mean, it's one thing to have Danielson versus Omega, which is just sort of like a, you know, world's a collide, match, a, wor- yeah. a world's collide dream match. But you have Danielson versus Miro, and you're just gonna straight up like do it better than WWE. Like it's just it's gonna be a better match than they than they're gonna put on, and they would have put on with these two, and not just because it would have been like a comedy act in W in WWE. You know, I mean, it's whatever. But that's gonna be. Uh, that match, I cannot wait for that match. That's gonna I cannot- be a fun match, man. I, I've been a I've been a big Miro fan for a long, long time. I've always said on this show he's my favorite act in AEW. Um, believable, uh, God's favorite champion. Like calling out God every night, like that's just great to me. And like he's he get like 
in in many ways, like Miro's like their Brock Lesnar, right? Like he's the dude who's like a super athlete, massive dude, big meat, and you know. Brian Danielson, as much as we love seeing his this catches catch can, you know, old school style of you know technical wrestling. I've always been a fan of watching Brian Danielson wrestle guys much bigger than him, and you know this sort of uh, the way it's set up. And for the finals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament, uh, there are two guys who I'm not sure who takes the L here, right? Like. Can Miro afford another high-profile loss? I don't know. Can Brian Danielson, you know, take an L, you know, for the first time here? Probably. Like, I, I think there's, I think there's something there. I don't think. Uh, I think if you, I think you book yourself into a little bit of a corner if Brian Danielson wins this tournament and becomes the number one contender and has already shown that he can take Kenny Omega to the limit in his first, you know, at bat with him. So. In my estimation, I think you go Miro here and, you know, you, you kind of get him hot again. I think he was, he got the TNT championship, a lot of luster, you know, he, he uh, you know, shout out to Sammy Guevara. I think he's great, but, you know, Miro made that title really, um, you know, uh, really must-see TV, make, yeah. make it really matter, you know? Well, and, well, not, I mean, basic wrestling logic, which AEW seems to use in the right ways is that look you saw Miro Miro dropped that title you know this isn't like if it were a man on the on, on a crusade for both belts like that you, it might be easier for him to lose but he dropped the title time to move him up the roster and uh and, you know and that would make a lot of sense now i think you're right but i also think that, that this has the winner of this match has everything to do with the winner of the of the title match right mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. it's going to be I, I would say if if omega retains then it's miro and if Hangman wins, you could really make the case that Hangman Brian is the way to go. So, I think opposite. I think opposite. I think if if Paige wins, you know, him overcoming these huge odds and finally beating Kenny and showing that he's better only to get, like, steamrolled by, like, God's favorite champion right afterwards, that's how you make a, a baby face. You yeah, know what maybe I'm so. Like, maybe think I'm that- thinking too WWE with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like... I think I th- I kind of think the opposite here. I think if if Omega wins, then you get Omega Danielson too. That's how you up the stakes for that rematch. You know what I mean? For the well, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I think that they're in. A, I think that AEW again. I trust them implicitly, but like they're in a weird situation with at this coming out of full gear with Danielson and Punk. Just in that, like if Omega if Omega, you know, Omega has all the cred that a human being could want in the wrestling ring, right? And as big a deal as Hangman Page is and as big a star as he is and is going to be, you run the risk of like your title match being the third most important match on a card every night, you know, every time that you do a big show, you know? And so, I mean, I feel like you don't have to put the belt on CM Punk just because he's CM Punk, but at some point it becomes a little bit, you know, precarious to not have Punk or Brian Danielson in the title picture or near, you know what? I mean, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it's, maybe it's too obvious. I think that, uh, if, I think that if I if I just, if if you're putting the belt on, and this is and again they don't have a monthly pay per view, so it's a different schedule, and so I am thinking about it in WWE terms. But if Adam Page wins, and you're who and you're moving on, I would I would prefer to see him move on and you know have like a friendly with Daniel Bryan and let that be 
you know, let Adam Page show that he's a dream match guy too. Like that, that, that would be it for me. But anyway, that's a long way of talking about that. But who do you think is going to win? Do you think, you think Hangman's going to beat Omega? I think it's uh Hangman's time. I think, uh, you know, it's been a while since you've had, uh, you know, a, a babyface champion in AEW. And uh, I guess if Moxley counts, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's a little strange. Like I'm, I'm willing to, I kind of want to see how AEW does with crowds in a babyface world champion. I don't think they've done that yet, you know? And if there's anybody to do it with, it's Hangman. He's as, you know, he's he's been tied to the world title picture since, you know, AEW day one. You know, if there's nobody more, you know, uh, ready to to take that. And he's over as Rover, man. They fucking love him over there. So in my opinion, yeah, I think it's Hangman's time. I it's think funny. He, I it's think like the, 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 the role for Hangman... Because I, I, I agree. The role for Hangman to me is almost Summer of Punk Punk, where it's like, I would rather see Hangman have like a title belt that is disputed that he's like carrying through the crowd while the crowd is like pushing him to the ring. You know, right. let him be man of the people champ. Because you're right. I don't know what just like straight up babyface AEW champ really looks like, at, you know, in 2021. So uh, 2022. So like, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think, I feel like it's his time too. Um, but I definitely am... A little bit less. I think I've talked about this before. A little bit. Uh, the, the time, I mean, they, they did a great, I think after the, the the contract signing last night, like I'm all the way in. The timeline of this feud has just been sort of a little bit confused by a time that Heyman took off and Omega's belt gathering and, and now Punk and Daniel Bryan's entrance into the whole thing and like whatever. But I think you're right. I think that, so I'm torn between, yes, I'm all the way in and it's Hangman's time and like the 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 galaxy brain side of me where I'm like, am I supposed to be perceiving this as Hangman's time? I'm a little bit confused because we because because we've been teased along before, right? We have, we have, and and I hear you on that because it's like maybe it was Hangman's time before you knew you were getting Brian Danielson. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. If you're going to go and have a half-hour time limit draw with the world champion and you're not going to run it back for the world championship, I don't know. I feel like you can't just leave that 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 fruit hanging on the tree without eventually going to pick it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, there's... I think that's that's the beauty of the show, right? Like you really don't know where they're gonna go because there's, there's a lot of places that where it, where it makes a ton of sense because yeah. you know you definitely well, want to see Omega Bryan one more time. Well, and you got to yeah. up the stakes. Oh no, I mean, I mean, we'll get the matches. We'll get all the matches that we want to see. I'm just I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do, and that's a lot, you know. And 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 knowing that it'll have meaning when they do it, that's a lot to say going into a big show like this. All right, we got to keep trucking. Uh, we're just gonna do picks. We don't need to talk about some of these. Uh, Super Click versus uh, uh, Christian the Jurassic Express. Who you got? Uh, I got the super click here, man. I think they're only getting stronger. Uh, I know there's a little bit of hostility or, or they're, they're planting some seeds of, uh, you know, Adam Cole not being all the way totally trusted by the guys, mm-hmm. especially Kenny Omega. So, um, but I do think they they get the win here. Um, yeah, that's where I'm going with. Same here. Uh, Inner Circle versus uh, uh, the Men of the Year and American Top Team. Um, I, I mean... Uh, this feels like this feels like inner circle in a walk, but men of the year. I have a hard time deciding if men of the year are just being set up as like the, you know, the white bags. Yeah, the white <laughs> fa- the white family that are going out to get the rock bottom at WrestleMania, or 
if they're actually going to use this as an opportunity for them because you got to know they have a lot invested in both those dudes, Paige and Sky. Uh, I'm going to just go on a flyer and say men of the year in American Top Team, but um, I could go either way on this. I agree. I think the inner circle is a group of an AEW that is pretty Teflon. They could lose a match. They've lost matches before. It's not going to hurt them. We really don't even know what American Top Team is all about yet. They need a big victory. I'm going men of the year on this one. Yeah, and maybe we have something fun. Maybe like, you know, well, I guess Sammy's such a good baby face. I was going to say maybe Sammy or Santana Ortiz like turn on, you know, turn, whatever. I mean, the inner maybe, circle's been maybe, solid. Maybe Hager turns, man. He's an I mean, MMA Hager, guy. Hager's know? an MMA guy. You're right. That would make There's a little bit of sense. Yeah. All right, let's roll on. Uh, women's championship match, Britt, uh, Britt Baker versus uh, Ty Con- Conti. The, um, it feels like Baker retains, uh, but... Is Britt Baker like the Roman Reigns of AEW where you're just like, yep, she's retained. <laughs> like, it's hard It's hard for me to see uh, Britt Baker uh, losing this one, even though Ty, Con- Ty Conti has had some great momentum. Um, you know, she's dope. Well, especially if you got some, maybe some new signings coming on. And obviously there are, there's a, you know, women's match in the buy-in and everything. So like, they're, I mean, they're doing a, they're, they're, they're making strides with the division. I think if you got, you know, if you got a big name coming in or something, you know, somebody that you want to make some hay with, it seems like putting them up against Britt Baker makes a little bit more sense, right? Like, let her let her be there standing and whatever. Anyway, one more match. Well, there's a couple more matches, but one more match that uh, that we got to talk about after that promo on Friday night. The Ooh. promo that made the earth stand still. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I have not... I can't remember a moment in wrestling. I mean, dudes getting released left and right a week ago did not match the response that came from that from that that promo in terms of like text messages and tweets and everything else. I mean, that Kingston Punk promo was just a fucking work of art. There's yeah. no there's no other way to say it. Man. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I think, uh, obviously, we've said this on the show, and I, I don't think we're alone in this. We've been waiting to see CM Punk sink his teeth into something and not be happy-go-lucky. I'm happy to be here, CM Punk. I'm glad Eddie Kingston was the guy to kind of call him out on his shit. And uh, it made the most sense because, you know, I'm sure not everybody. I remember, you remember SummerSlam. You remember people we were talking to about, you know, CM Punk, you know, uh, joining over there. We knew... That there's people over there that Punk wasn't the biggest friends with. You know what I'm saying? Like, we knew there's people over there that, like, weren't going to be, like, welcoming him in with open arms, you know? And I'm sure there was a, a smidge of realism that was brought into that to, to really make it stick. And uh, it was good to see Punk get back to what made Punk so damn impressive and engaging, you know, in his prime. You know what I'm saying? And that's just being able to talk his shit, back it up, you know, and just just cut super deep into people and really get under their skin um, to the point where it was it was a it was a pull apart brawl that didn't feel like it was doing too much. It made the most sense and uh, great promo. I still think Punk goes over here, um, but I mean, damn! After that promo, how do you not believe in fucking Eddie Kingston? You know what I mean? Like, well, and, and Kingston also got that now. Players Tribune essay this week, which was just one of the greatest Players Tribune essays I've ever read, and just so cool to see him, you know, speaking quote unquote in his real words, and mm-hmm. what a good shine up for him to like get that opportunity. Great, I mean, just an incredible, incredible move from AEW to make use of the Players' Tribune in such a mm-hmm. way. Now, for the second time, I guess, is there only two? Have there been a third? I don't know. But regardless. Yeah. 
man, Kingston's there right now. And I think somebody as smart as Punk maybe knows, like, this is, you know, Punk's not going to, Punk just can't do one-offs for the rest, for his entire AEW career, right? Yeah, after that promo, I don't see how you just have Punk winning and just go over and and just move on to the next thing. Like, because that's happened to Kingston now several times. Obviously, it's not, it's not so cut and dry as that, but, uh, you know, Kingston's a guy who can challenge for, you know, who basically can main event and then lose and it'll be fine. It'll just go do another thing. But it's now happened a couple of times. You're right. Punk can't just, you know, and you're right about that. And then, like I said, Punk can't be doing just one-offs forever. This might be a two or three match thing. This might be a lot of fun. Oh, and by the way, by the, by the, by, uh, I was so mad because we had just recorded the day that this thing happened. But like many people pointed out what I realized and what I think, oh yeah, Louis Sangor tweeted about it that like this was that that promo was a deliberate reference like in some cases line for line to the punk and john cena like promo battle in 2011 but like now punk is john cena and it's like and and remember with like that for punk's first match back that he like with darby like they like referenced the one two three kid brett match like literally in there and like man i mean punk as a punk as the wrestler who is doing like meta textual references in promos and matches he has reclaimed the role as my favorite wrestler in the world. If that's what he's going to be doing, I mean, what a, what a, what a guy, what a guy. Um, I mean, I'm excited for this match. I'm excited to see. I'm excited because I don't really know what it's going to look like, you know. And so it, it's a, uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's a. I just feel like this is going to be an indie wrestling match. Mean, and that means a different thing than what we normally say when we say it. This is going to look like a match that you would have seen, you know, in Ring of Honor like 10 years ago. I'm going to call you know? it right now. It's going to go no contest. Oh, you got no gonna contest. Go, I think it's going to go no contest. Like, you, you can't, after a promo like that, you can't just, somebody, you, you can't just have them just go clean over and just move on and shake hands and be all that. Like, no, like, there's real beef there. I think it goes either 30 minutes. I think it goes to a draw or it's just a no contest. Both people can't answer the bell. They just beat the crap out of each other too long. And, yeah. you know, I think that's, I think that is a possibility. You could definitely see a thing where it's like Eddie Kingston's like punks about to submit Eddie Kingston and Eddie Kingston's doing the double bird, the double flip off. And then like, mm-hmm. the, but instead of doing the, he passes out, you know, while giving the, while, while like saying, fuck you, maybe the bell just rings, you know, maybe it's maybe. just like time limit draw. Like you could, yeah, they could have a lot of fun with that. I think if maybe. there's a clear, but I think I've talked myself into, if there's a clean win, I mean, if there's a, if there's a clean win, if there's a winner, it's going to be Kingston. Cause this is the time. To it's the time Punk, to give him a big win. And to yep. give him a big win, to give Punk a real feud, you know, mm-hmm. let's just, let's do it. Um, there's just been that promo. I can't say enough good stuff about it. I mean, two guys, neither of them like turned heel in the promo. You know, Punk was a dick, but like whatever. If you're talking shit, that's what it sounds like. You that's know, Punk, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, going back to the bring this full circle to our first conversation, talking shit sounds differently when you know you might get punched in the face, and that's cool. That's part of the. <laughs> <laughs> When you're looking to get when, when you're looking for someone to punch you in the face so that you can feel okay about punching them back, it's yeah. there's a whole different vibrato to that thing, you know. There's <laughs> very much so, very much so. Um. Anyway, I think we got to get out of here. Uh, w- do we miss anything? Babyface production did. assistant John, did we pr- do we forget anything? Oh, we didn't talk about uh, Lucha oh, Brothers. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a killer. Oh man, I completely forgot about that. Yes, um, Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Uh, Lucha Brothers are the AEW Tag Team Champions. FTR are the AAA 
uh, tag team champions. Um, that is going to be my match of the night. Uh, I am a huge, huge mark for FTR and a huge mark for the Lucha Brothers. Those guys just understand tag team wrestling like only maybe other maybe the Usos and the Young Bucks really understand tag team wrestling and the New Day. But man, those guys are gonna tear it down. Um, and I, I think it's impossible for the Lucha Brothers to have a bad tag team match. So, uh, but th- in that case, uh, I uh, I'm going Lucha Brothers here. I think I think the Lucha Brothers. I'm going chain. I'm going Lucha Brothers too. Uh, but I I agree with everything you said. It wouldn't shock me if FTR won. But I think that this is I think this is a Lucha Brothers moment in time. I think um, so it's their time right now, man. Let them. Roll. And you're right that that match of the night, and also that might be the longest match of the night. That might get like the real like like you said, 30 minute treatment or whatever. Like who knows? They could have a lot. They could do a lot with that. Anyway, we get out of here. Kaz, you what? Uh, you want to get your plugs in? Yeah, man. Uh, say less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie every uh, week on youtube.com slash Kazim and everywhere you stream podcasts. Please go subscribe, like, comment to all that. MSGPM is back after every New York Knicks and Rangers game. Myself, Michelle Gingris, Monica McNutt. If you got the MSG network, check that out. I'll be hosting the Twitter spaces uh, tomorrow uh, with DirecTV. Uh, uh, after the Knicks and Charlotte Hornets game. So tune into that if you're a big basketball guy. And um, man, pending on this baby, uh, we'll see what's going on with Brooklyn this uh, uh, for Survivor Series and uh, seeing what that's looking like. But um, man, uh, lots of lots of good things happening uh, in this world. So let's let's keep it yeah, going. Yeah, well, one very important good thing happening. All the rest that we, we, we can <laughs> you can next week you can worry you can put set the plugs aside a little bit. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but if I'm not here next week, it's for a very good reason, guys. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Amen to that. Uh, so yeah, next week uh, in the Rums of Survivor Series, pay attention to the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. We're, every show was going to have some cool big name interviews. Uh, uh, they're probably going to have multiples. Um, so pay attention. Remember, uh, we're going to have the regular shows at the regular times and probably some bonus shows too, but the Ringer Wrestling Show is in full effect now. Mac Mania is on Tuesdays. Cheap Eats on Wednesdays. I was on there yesterday, so go check that out. And of course, the Masked Man Show with Kaz on Thursdays. Um, and yeah, next week, we'll be talking about Survivor Series. It's coming up soon. It's going to be at Barclays Center. We're going to be having a lot of fun. Anyway, Shout out to those mid-card podcasters, the Mac Mania Show, Cheap Heat. Way to way to way to keep the crowd warm for us, boys. But, but the Masked Man Show is here. You know what it is. <laughs> I guess I guess I could only say believe that. Special thanks to Babyface. <laughs> special thanks to Babyface production assistant we John Kerma. We the ones, Dave. We the ones. That's what we're supposed to say. <laughs> Just kidding. I love them. Just kidding. Special thanks to Babyface production assistant John Kerma, and we love you, John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.